do not get a case of comparisonitis and think that you shouldn't do it because someone else is out there doing it better. Look towards the people who are killing it out there online and start doing what you can, but please, please, please do not compare yourself to them and then feel like you could never do it. Just start small, start where you are, use what you've got and keep your head up and keep smiling and know that everything we do right now is contributing to helping people in this current pandemic situation. Like anything you can do to put yourself out there to help people is contributing to solving this problem. So please do not shy away, please do not hold back, please do not wait because people need you right now. Welcome to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, practitioner to practitioner conversations to inspire and mentor you in your own professional journey. Join Angela Carroll as she meets with practitioners from around Australia and New Zealand and hears how they work, live and grow in the natural medicine field. As we are prompted by COVID-19, rather firmly and urgently, to become agile and transition to online appointments, for some practitioners, this is overwhelming and bewildering. For others, like Jules Galloway, who have been running online appointments for many years, they're taking it all in their stride. Jules, in fact, up until 12 months ago, only ran online appointments from a home in Byron Bay. Today, she generously shares her knowledge and wisdom with us, so you too can smoothly set yourself up for supporting your patients in the future. You'll see just how straightforward it is. Welcome to Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. This is a special podcast that uh, we're putting together really quickly to get out to practitioners in need. Uh, obviously, at the moment, we are in the middle of uh, or on the process of going right through lockdown with the coronavirus, COVID-19. And as a consequence, there has been a boom in immune requirements and requests right throughout the world and practitioners who are facing their own health security and the security and safety of their own clients coming into practice are trying to minimize the infection capacity and then if we're going to lockdown then obviously for a lot of practitioners they will need to be considering our online practice options and I think this is uh, the way of the future anyway. I think that having opening up and being able to run your practice with online consultations is, is a great way to go and it really does make a lot of people's lives more convenient. But at the moment, what we want to do is answer questions for practitioners about how the hell do you transition? How do you get, how do you get online? How do we do it quickly? And then I might actually go into a bit of longevity. So I'm going to be speaking today to Jules Galloway, who is very, very proficient in the online practice field. Jules is a practitioner in Byron Bay, and she's been running online consultations for oh, over over five years now anyway but the importance with understanding Jules consultations is that that's all she did until very recently so only online consultations so she has got this wrapped up and in the bag hey Jules <laughs> I'm glad you think I've got it in the bag right now thank you <laughs> oh. it's been a frenzy out there so much so that myself I uh, didn't get back in by the time that Scott Morrison said I needed to be back in the country I was in New Zealand running uh, seminars presenting seminars there so I am in uh, quarantine at the moment 
and hence why you might have some uh, not great background noise as I'm in an apartment near a freeway, uh, locked away from the rest of the world. Anyway, thanks so much, Jules, for joining in on this uh, on this uh, spur of the moment podcast. And uh, oh, more than happy to help out. More than happy. Thank you, thank you. Now, just to give a little bit of a preframe, uh, we also uh, Metagenics did a webinar that Jules also very much helped out on and there we were talking to Jules about online consultations so if you want to you can jump online to the Metagenics website there is a recording there where you can go back through and have a listen to that if you want more information and uh, we'll be looking at following up with another webinar as well for practitioners on on the essentials of what's required to get things down but today is going to be the meat and the sandwich and uh, Jules, describe what it's like at the moment, just in practice, just to give everybody a bit of an overview of how your week, last two weeks have been since we've started lockdown. Yeah, it's been a massive roller coaster and a bit of a mad scramble for so many people. Like I have had an online uh, business for such a long time, but in the last 12 months, I've also launched a bricks and mortar dispensary in Byron Bay called Parks Ave Dispensary. So although I've got all this uh, online stuff completely dialed in, I'm a bit more of a newbie when it comes to the old bricks and mortar establishment. So it has been a mad scramble and there's been a lot of uh, naturopaths helping each other out behind the scenes and sharing advice and uh, trying to help clients as best as we can and slinging immune herb mixes every which way and uh, lots of phone and online uh, clients have actually contacted us wanting immune boosting stuff so we've been sending herbs and supplements all over Australia in the past two weeks it's been crazy but um, I feel like also although there's a lot of anxiety and unknown and you know all that madness going on i also feel like this is our time to step up and lead and shine and i feel really grateful that i've got something to sink my teeth into right now because so many people are sitting around with not much to do and and feeling extremely anxious and afraid so yeah i'm actually really grateful to be in the profession i'm in at the moment and being able to actually feel like i'm doing something to contribute to people's health yes i'm and i'm pleased you're out there as well i did uh, also just want to um mention if you don't mind uh, that i loved your initiative that i saw the other day where you're actually doing drive-by pickups so people yeah, can, yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great so ingenuity at its best we might talk about that at another time um so i just want to get straight into because i know we're time limited straight into uh the whole online consultation process and let's maybe talk about essentials what have you what are the basics that you've got to have in place Jules you've got to have a laptop you've got to have a backup plan so a phone and you've got to have either Skype or Zoom on there ready to go yeah. you've got to have an on an online booking system uh, such as you know if you want to have like the, the big stuff you can have something like simple clinic or if you want to start small you can do something like acuity you've got to be able to get that talking to your bank account so like via PayPal or Stripe or both etc um, yeah you've got to be able to set up a way for people to click through and book online with you so so that you're not the one who has to do all that grunt work while you're also meant to be seeing 
patients. So, yeah, but honestly, it, it's really, to be honest, it's not that hard. You, you need a laptop, you need a phone, and really you, everything else can be figured out pretty quickly. Great. Oh, well, that, that is um, a really good start. So if you've got, okay, I've got my laptop. And I've got a room. Now, obviously, at the moment, I'm in a very noisy room. Uh, would stand to stand to reason that a quiet space would be better? A quiet space would probably be a lot better, but who cares right now? I think customers, our, our clients will be at their most understanding right now. Like, they will be happy just to see you. Like, they wouldn't care. Honestly, I think this is, this is the one point where we don't have to you know pretend to have that air of professionalism about us yes turn up be calm be professional whatever but if the wind is blowing on your microphone or if you get caught out in your yoga pants i really don't think that's going to matter right now i think they just want us to be that rock for them uh and however we show up is fine yeah, and I think at the moment, so we are uh, just coming up to the end of March at the moment, um, and I think we're going to have to be that rock for at least six months um, yep. just to alleviate that fear. And, and, you know, this is so great for our industry as well, you know, just it's making people prioritise the health. So I think it's, it's going to make changes. Now, there were a few things that you mentioned as far as must-haves, and... Uh, we went through that pretty quickly. So I'm going to go through those uh, a little bit more slower and a little bit more detail, if that's all cool. right. Uh, yep. And with that, with regards to the laptop, I mean, ideally you want to have good lighting and you want to have a room that's quiet. So if we were going, let's, yes. let's talk about ideals um, because that's something that people can work towards and it would be good to set up be set up nicely, ready to go. But, yes. uh, you know, as as you beautifully said, just, just crack it out and get going at the moment. People aren't going to mind. But what should they be aiming to ideally when we're talking about um, the room and the lighting um, yep. and the laptop? So the, the first thing you need to do is make sure you've got a good size of a source of light in front of your face, shining on your face. Don't have the light behind you. Don't have the light straight over your head. You need it actually opposite you. So I actually sit opposite a very large window and that helps me a lot during the day. And at nighttime, I've got other light. I've, I've actually got like um, studio lighting for filming videos with. So I'm quite lucky because I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've had that from running an online business for so long and, and shooting stuff for membership programs, etc. But if you don't have that, you can jump on eBay, get something called a ring light, R-I-N-G. Just a, it's a ring light. It literally looks like a circle, like a fluoro, mm-hmm. like a fluoro bowl, but it's a circle. People use it for doing makeup tutorials. If you don't wear glasses, ring lights are amazing. If you do wear glasses, ring lights are not amazing because you will they can see give you crazy eyes. Fluoro ring in the glasses. They give you the um, craziest looking eyes. It's yeah, I agree. Right. <laughs> so if you wear if you wear glasses, you can get a box light, but they cost a bit more, and they stand on like a little tripody thing, or just get a lamp, and you can soften the lamp by putting like some calico over it or something like that to get more of a glowy effect. Um, slightly warm lights are better than really stark bluish white lights. Mm-hmm. So see if you can get something that warms you up a bit. A bit of bronzer on your face never goes astray. If you are finding yourself looking washed out, um, is that even, is that even for the men, Jules? 
Sorry? Even for the men, a bit of bronzer on the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go on, folks, go on. Um, but, yeah, and, and the other thing that, that the, the biggest mistake I see people making is I jump on, on Skype and Zoom calls with people and I see a whole lot of ceiling. Yes. If, we, if we can see your ceiling, your laptop is down too low. Get the laptop up. I used to, I now have a laptop stand that I bought on eBay that, you know, like an ergonomic stand that it sits mm -hmm. up on, but you can do what I used to do and just get a whole bunch of your herbal medicine textbooks, sit them on your desk so that you've got about, you know, 10 inches of textbook, you know, in front of you and you plonk your laptop up on top of that. And then you should find that then when you point the camera at yourself, it's straight at you and not looking up at you. The worst possible angle for photos and videos is looking from down to up because all you get is a whole lot of double chin, right? So what we want to do, and we don't, and we also don't want it up too high so people are looking down on yeah. us because that doesn't feel good. That energy doesn't feel good either in the consult. With the consult, you really want it to be face to face, like eye level to eye level. No one should be looking down or up at anyone else because that, the dynamic you want is that real evenness between the two people. Yeah. So yeah, get it up off the desk. I, 10 inches might be too high actually. It might only be about five or six inches you need to stick it up on some, you know, maybe like three good Leslie and Braun style textbooks might, um, <laughs> Les Leslie Braun, Mark Cohen textbook is one of the three that I had. Um, so, yeah, three of those might do the job. The other, the other thing too on the recipient side of it is the uh, patients that you have, they need to have good lighting as well so you can actually see, um, you know, their face, their colour tones and skin texture and so forth as well, yeah? Yeah, but don't forget you can also ask them questions. So I, if I can't see if someone's hair is thinning on their head, I will ask them, you know, is your hair thinning on your head? Like, you know, if you're looking for thyroidy type stuff. Um, you know, if you can't see, like get them to go out into the sun later and take a photo of themselves mm -hmm. after the consult rather than stressing them out, getting them running all over the house, looking for somewhere to go. I do find that people like to hide in, in um, meeting rooms and broom cupboards. I've literally done a consult with someone in a broom closet at work because she didn't want to talk about her poo in her normal office because she had someone else in there with her. Uh, so, yeah, like people will hide wherever they can hide because their kids might be right now homeschooling or, or on the iPad or whatever in the living room. Um, so the only spot they might be able to hide is the bedroom and it might have crappy lighting that's okay if you can't see on you know, if you can't get a really good read on them on the consult itself just get them to go outside and take some photos later in natural light and and send it through same with nails get photos of their nails you can get photos of their tongue you can get photos of their iris like iphones are amazing these days you can get someone to take a macro photo of their iris and send it through just make sure it's nice and straight so you've got the exact you know so you can actually put your little iris thing over the top to see what all the little areas are doing in the eye. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely, you know, a lot of the physical exam stuff uh, does go out the window a little bit. Um, <laughs> so we just have to be able to do what we can do. Get, get them to take photos of everything and send it through. 
if there's something that really and truly needs to be examined in person, don't be afraid to refer them to a GP. Like the amount of times I've sent people off to have something palpated, you know, okay, I think someone needs to actually physically feel your thyroid or feel your abdomen or whatever. And off they go to the GP with a note saying, this is what we want done because we can't do it online. Um, but I do know that Katie Barron, uh, who's a naturopath up this way, she's doing an online physical exam upskilling. Uh, I think she was doing webinars or something this week, but go and check out Katie Barron's work. And she helps naturopaths upskill with physical exam anyway, but she is helping them do it, do it online at the moment, which is incredible incredible people are just people are just you know coming coming the, the it's all rising to the surface i think at the moment and people are just coming up with the goods so she's one of those people great that's such a great resource thank you for that i will actually put that into the show notes for people yes that's actually happening um now i wanted to check also one of the things that i know so that's that's the consult and the consultation runs just very briefly consultation runs exactly like you would run a normal consultation and then the testing you get if it's stuff that you need they can uh, get their tests done from the labs directly or they can go to a doctor and have the tests done um so you yeah. outsource that and the other thing that i like that you said is that you outsource very commonly uh, you have a network of other practitioners who um, will do those screens for you and then send the results in so throughout the whole country you've got a yeah. network of practitioners uh, do you want to talk about that briefly yeah look and now more than ever them. we need to we, we need we need to collaborate we, we need to, the only way we're going to get through this is together, not separately. And, you know, now more than ever, we need to be able to feel confident in collaborating and referring to each other rather than coming from that headspace of being closed off because we're competing. So, uh, yeah, start reaching out. There are amazing groups on Facebook you know, everywhere. There's like, you've got Strictly Practitioners, you've got Naturopathic Practitioners Network, you've got Tammy Guest Naturopreneur Hub. Like there are, there are places you can look on Facebook one where you can... Yeah, right. See, so that, look, we've got so many amazing resources and you can do a call out seeking a naturopath in Brisbane, North Brisbane, who is able to palpate a thyroid or uh, seeking a naturopath in East St Kilda or close to who does live blood. Like we yep. don't be afraid to reach out and make new contacts because like this is the only way we're going to be able to get through this. Mm, I think that's brilliant. That's great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, okay, so do the consultation, do the testing, um, and then how do you deliver? So you do all of that in, I um, imagine, one, one, you know, your initial consultation. And then I remember yeah. when we spoke last time, you were saying you get them to come back in for a report of findings, uh, um, the results consultation. Yeah. Yeah, so the first two consultations I do are usually sort of four to five weeks apart. Uh, so I will see them for 90 minutes the first time, then I'll send them away for any testing they need to have done. Plus, we'll be obviously doing a, a prescription of diet, lifestyle, supplements, herbs, etc. And so four to five weeks later, I'll get them back in for their second consult. And that's when we review how the herbs and the supplements and the diet have been going, whether they've been compliant, etc. all that stuff. But we'll also talk about the findings. Between, I'm a little bit unusual and you may, you can, you could probably call me out for not having my boundaries up quite enough. But if... <laughs> If in that time between the first and second consultation, I get some results back that really would change our trajectory, I will often phone the patient. 
I'll, I'll find the client and say, hey, I've just found out you've got X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Let's tweak things because it's another two weeks before you come back in. Other practitioners do it a different way. They won't give the results until the person comes back in and that's okay too. Just do what works for you. But I just find that with my clients, I, 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 I've been in practice for quite a while and the way that I do my marketing online and have done for a long time has resulted in me attracting a lot of complex cases. And then I had to upskill like a mofo, right, to, to keep up with, with how complex these people were. So I've been going to every seminar and doing everything that I can to, to keep on top of, the, you know, the, all of the complexities and, and the severity of some of these cases. But what that means is if... A person comes to me and then there's a gap of four weeks until I see them again and I get a test result through that it says they've got X, Y, Z. Of course, I'm going to do something on the spot about it because they're in pain or, mm-hmm. you know, they're very unwell and I don't want them to have to wait an extra couple of weeks. No. Other naturopaths might do the second consult two weeks later. I've, got a, I've actually got a prackie here at Parks Have Dispensary, one of our naturopaths who quite often gets people in for her second consultation two weeks after the first that's how she rolls and that works for her so i think you have to find a rhythm that works for you as well Mm, okay thank you for that i i used to be uh i'd get mine in you know within the first two weeks they'd come back in and have all the results given to them then on that and and i think it wasn't probably clear is that when you do see them the first time and then they get the results several weeks later you have actually prescribed and you have actually given them some direction. Is that right? In diet and lifestyle changes and products? Absolutely. They get diet, lifestyle changes and products straight away in, at the end of the first consult. I'll go away and write up a little report for them uh, and the report will be like, you know, uh, here's the tests you're having done. Here's your treatment aims. So treatment aims might be like heal the gut balance hormones, reduce anxiety. Uh, And then there's a list of the supplements and the herbs and dietary changes, lifestyle changes. And uh, then, you know, the date of when their follow-up appointment's going to be. And that's what goes off to them. It's not even half a page. Like it's a, I know there are naturopaths out there right now who are writing epic novels as their treatment report. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't, I personally don't subscribe to that because my clients are often coming to me very overwhelmed anyway and anxious. So mm-hmm. I keep it really short, really sharp, really succinct, but uh, like really effective in that it's like, here's what we're doing. Here's what you're going to do. This is your job. Your job is to eat less gluten. Here's a handout for that. Uh, here's the testing. Here's your supplements. Here's when we chat again. But also I think the other thing I should also add is that when I, when I put my pricing structure together, I factored in that quite often in between appointments, I might call someone. Like that's really factored into my, um, to, you know, to the, my mindset in terms of how much I wanted to charge. And so like I, I do charge sort of up the top end-ish of consult fees. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like that allows me to go that extra mile for clients as well because it's already been built into their, their initial consult. You know, did your did your mother ever tell you that um, there are three things that you should never talk about with people? Money, sex, and- <laughs> money, sex, and what was the other one? Religion. No, I, she told me not to discuss politics. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think I've failed at all of the above. 
you've got <laughs> the money. So um, are you comfortable to talk about the money side of it? Because there's a yep. thing that practitioners really do have a lot of questions around uh, very regularly. A hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent happy to talk about money because I do think that there's so many different there's so many different prices out there with naturopathy and there's so many people undercharging for what they do uh, so yeah let's go all right so first appointment is 90 minutes and that costs 2.99 uh, follow-up appointment goes for 35 to 45 minutes that costs 149 uh, that's it really okay. right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's fabulous and uh, that's really good uh, where i have a question yeah. is now you have uh in the last 12 months opened up a bricks and mortar clinic your first one so you've been transitioning how yeah. is the pricing is the pricing different and what are your thoughts on should it be different if if there are let's go they're going the other way they're bricks and mortar and moving to an online consultation should there be a change in pricing no, if people want to come and see me in person, we have a clinic room here where they can come and see me in person. If they want to see me via Skype or phone, that, or sorry, I'm now doing Zoom or phone, uh, they can see me and it's exactly the same price. It's no different because I, I, I don't see why they could be or should be different because they're getting, I believe, they're getting exactly the same service from me no matter what, if the prices were different, then that would insinuate that there's a difference in the services and there really isn't. Like I get the same success rates with, with clients, you know, in compliancy and, you know, in terms of um, their recovery from illness, no matter which platform or whether I see them live, whether I see them by phone, shouldn't matter, does not matter. Awesome. I really am so delighted that you said that because I've been saying for years that they're not paying you for the time in the consultation. They're paying you for the results that they're getting. Exactly. Like, okay, if they see me in person, like I have extra expenses actually and extra faffing around I have to do. I have to wear shoes. <laughs> like I have to wear pants. Like I can't just turn up in my board shorts and my yoga pants. Like, you know, like that, that's, I have to go out and buy. I had, honestly, I, no word of a lie. I actually had to go out and buy more clothes when we opened this business. That's the story I told my husband. That's what I'm sticking to. But it's true because yeah. I only I only had a couple of nice outfits. Hello, I live in Byron Bay. Everyone's barefoot. Like, you know, if you go to the pub, you wear your good thongs. And and I honestly didn't have enough clothes to get me through a five-day week here, here with people walking in in person. So, yeah. So, look, and, and we, you know, we have a cleaner who comes and cleans the dispensary in the clinic as well. So, like... Yeah, if anything, it's, you know, it's more expensive to have it, have it run in person, but it doesn't make a difference to what the client gets. In fact, I honestly find that clients, when they're sitting at home in their jimmy jams or their yoga pants, on their bed or on their couch having a consult, they tell me more stuff about themselves than if they were sitting here in person because mm. they feel comfortable and they relax and they drop their guard. And so sometimes you actually get that extra tidbit of information that you really needed to break the case wide open because they're sitting there and they're chilled and they haven't had to drive to you and they, they didn't have to face putting the kids in and out of the car, etc. So, yeah, that, that maybe I just attract people who need that as well. Like we all attract like the right people for our business if we're staying on track and, and working in alignment with who we should be. Great. I know and I agree with that. I've uh, talked for a long time about niching 
And we do that at, uh, at our best practice events and on a lot of other topic areas. Hey, I know, can I just drop back to the pricing side of things on, a, on a, some of the more yeah. aspect of it? So yeah. one, I know that you get your patients to pay in advance. And yep. um, during the webinar, we had a question coming in, does that turn people off? Your thoughts? Nope. Nope. Does not turn. Well, I mean, I'm pretty busy, so I don't know. Maybe I would have been busier. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't turn people off. I think it, it, it comes down to the confidence in which, you ask, in which you have when you're asking for the money. If you're kind of apologetic and hesitant when you ask for the money, like, oh, you know, uh, I just I hope you don't mind, but, like, is it okay if you pay before we do this? they're going to pick up on that. It's like if you show fear in front of a dog, then the dog's got the fear, right? Yeah. So, you know, if, if you go into something and you're not 100% believing in why you're doing it, if you don't believe in why you're taking the money up front, they're not going to believe it. They're not going to pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. So I wholeheartedly, you know, believe in why I take the money up front and so it's never been a problem for me. I think it, it's all to do with the intention and the delivery and the way that you ask for things. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you've got to back yourself. But the problem is, and I have seen this, I have actually seen this and I've had it happen recently to one of my practitioners in clinic here where she wasn't taking the money up front and now she's been chasing a client for two and a half weeks for a payment. And is that what you want to do with your time? If they're seeing you via Skype, Zoom, phone, whatever, how are you going to get the money off them? Because I'll guarantee you, if you're trying to get the money, you know, if you're trying to get the payment at the end of the consult, a couple of things can happen. They might just whip out their card and do it on the spot. Or they might say, oh, oh, crap, I'm doing this from the car because the house was too noisy and I jumped in the car and I drove up the end of the street because that was the only place I could get good bandwidth. Um, And my card's at home. I'll pay you later. Right? And yeah, that's great. Except they get home and they forget, or then they get an, then they open up their email and there's their phone bill, and then they go, oh crap, I'll pay the naturopath tomorrow, and then it doesn't happen. And they, now you're chasing them, and because you know if it's an in-person consultation, they have to walk past the receptionist on the way out. Like there is no other way to get out of there, and so you've got you've got the the ability to get the payment mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the consultation. But if they're online and they hang up. Now they they might be thousands of kilometres away. I mean, I've got I'm in Byron Bay and I've got clients in Papua New Guinea. Yeah, <laughs> I can't just go and I can't even send my cousin around there to get the money, can I? No, <laughs> my, my big bouncer cousin with no neck. I can't send him. It's just a different paradigm, you know. It's, it's just okay. Look, yeah. this is the way it is. If the online yeah. is prepaid, um, and on on that prepayment, there's different technologies so this is the technology part i know where a lot of practitioners struggle so the prepayment uh, my understanding on a couple of them you've got stripe which works really well you've got um, yep another one called which i've just written wrote it down a little bit ago and where did i put it um pay advantage now pay advantage looks good as well i've never seen that one 
Yeah. yeah. So tell me, tell me more. <laughs> well, so pay advantage is where people sign up and they say, okay, look, I'm going to do um, a package with you or a program with you, or um, um, it'll it'll do incremental um, direct debits. So okay. you set the person up in the system. So you might do an online, um, you know, online consultations, and you might say, look, you know, um, it's worth six hundred dollars for the, you know, for you know, this is what I'm offering, um, you could do it at three payments of $200. And so you just set them up yeah. in the system and it just does that direct process for you. Um, it sounds a bit like, is it easy debit? Is that the other one? That sounds really similar. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but it will do just one-off payments as well. And then Stripe is good. What do you use? I, uh, I have, our, I use Simple Clinic and Simple Clinic is linked to Stripe. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Stripe do take it. They all take a percentage. So when things are looking good, make sure you scratch the surface, have a look at what's going on under the hood. Like make sure you know what percentages each platform takes. Like PayPal takes a percentage, Stripe takes a percentage. They all do. Uh, but yeah, I used to have before I was with, cause we opened uh, the dispensary and then got simple clinic on board uh, yeah. because we needed something with a bit more grunt. But if you don't need all the grunt and you want to start small, then go with like a booking system like Acuity link. And I had Acuity linked to Stripe and PayPal so people could choose which one they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And often people would use PayPal because like they're, I don't know, I think they sometimes people have money stashed in PayPal that's just kind of for them. And maybe oh, like yeah. the hubby isn't quite across what's in their PayPal is all I'm saying. So sometimes <laughs> it, I, I would notice that people would have things coming out of their PayPal. Um, yeah, but look, there are there are so many, and look, I, I'm definitely. I know we don't have a lot of time on this podcast today, but what I would say is, like, if if anyone is, uh, if anyone has questions about these sorts of things, jump on one of those forums that we meant, mentioned before, yeah. because like everyone's using a different combination. Uh, if anyone wants to know about Simple Clinic, Acuity, Stripe, PayPal, et cetera, you are more than welcome to get in touch and ask me if you've got a question because I'm across those ones. But there are other naturopaths out there using completely different systems, which they love as well. So yeah. it's just about finding what's, what's going to work for you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, okay. So I think that was probably all the money side of things that I wanted to ask. Um, with regards, we didn't actually touch on, you've mentioned Zoom and you've mentioned Skype as far as the technology to use at the moment. Um, I'm recording this through Zoom. It's my preferred platform, speaking to a lot of other people out there. These days, Zoom absolutely is. But you can also do uh, FaceTime if you've got, you know, if you're Apple-y. Um, you can do WhatsApp. My understanding is that the computer WhatsApp um, application um, doesn't have great security, um, mm. but the one that you do on your phone has much better security, privacy. Um, what are your feelings on privacy issues with Zoom? Because Zoom's your platform too, isn't it? It is, although I, I have used Skype for a long time, but I was led to believe that it wasn't the most secure. It doesn't tick all the boxes. If you Australia is a little bit like the Wild West in, in terms of things are just not being enforced. We haven't been given really uh, like solid guidelines to follow. Our, our associations, some of them, have been a little bit slow in coming to the party with the whole online thing. So there just haven't been guidelines 
clearly laid out for all naturopaths. And so we've had to kind of make it up. And so I've chosen to go up, up, upgrade to Zoom because that is the most secure one and it meets the US guidelines. And the US guidelines are really stringent. They won't allow practitioners over there to use Skype. They won't allow anything else. Like they have their own telehealth platforms that you can purchase and work yeah. through. Um, but Zoom is the, 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 the next best thing that we have here. And uh, it, inter it integrated with Simple Clinic, so I was super happy. But um, like the, you can use Skype and no one's going to come down like you on you like a ton of bricks for using it but it is less secure than zoom mm -hmm. and then you can use facetime and no one's going to come down on you for using that either <laughs> I, I believe but it's less secure than skype so it, you know but i'll tell you what if you jump online and someone's skype isn't working and you're like oh crap do i do phone or facetime and the client's like oh if you have facetime like you, you just find yourself blurting out oh yeah let's just do facetime because like in the moment sometimes you've just got to jump on and do what you can with what you've got yeah. and remember if, if if technology fails and you have to resort to phone get them to send photos of their face, their tongue, their nails, their mm. top of their head, anything you need to see, get them to send photos of. It's okay. Like we will still get, a, we will still be able to take the case. We'll still be able to help this person. We can still draw upon our naturopathic basics. Like, okay, I can't see everything there is to see about this person, but what can I do in this moment, in this consult? If it's the first time you've ever seen that person, you're probably going to do gut stuff and liver stuff anyway. Yep. <laughs> so do you need to see everything about them in this consult or can it wait till next time? So when things fail, like just do what you can with what you've got. Don't freak out. Don't, don't delay. Don't, don't postpone the consult because your camera didn't work or whatever. Just get it done. Like right now, people really, really need our help and we've just got to scramble and do what we what we can with what's available to us in that moment. So very true. So very true. And look, and honestly, um, you know, not that we should be pushing any particular um, platform, but it's just, you know, it's just good for practitioners to know. Zoom is zoom.us and I'll put a link into yeah. the uh, thing, into the show notes, but it, it takes probably five minutes to set yourself up. Um, and it's free if you're doing one-to-one -one consultations. Um, if you've got more than three people on your consultation, which is going to be unlikely, but if you've got more than mm. three people coming in, then it does cut out at 45 minutes if you're not paying for it but no even even with two people i think it does with, on the free one I oh think. does it okay i think All but right. it's it's not it it's it's not a huge amount to to jump up to the next level i think the next level is only like 30 dollars a month or something yeah. like that yeah. maybe um so yeah and yeah, otherwise I think it might be 45 minutes. Yeah, and look, sure. maybe maybe have a practice. Yeah. Maybe just have a practice yeah. with your friends or your partner or somebody to, okay, this is the first time I've used it, uh, yep. you know, and just have a little practice run before. Uh, you've got a video to turn on, you've got sound to turn on. Um, I record, yeah. so for me, I use it with my coaching business and I record my coaching calls on there. Do you record your practice calls? Nope. Nope, okay. Nope. No, never. No, <laughs> no, I, no, <laughs> I just don't think it, you wouldn't record a face-to-face -face one. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pull out your phone and record a face-to-face -face one. So why do they need the zoom one? Yeah. They don't need it. 
they're just you're going to get you're going to get under methylators who are going to sit there and transcribe it word for word and i don't think that's healthy in on, on so many fronts for so many reasons i don't think that's healthy uh they need to they need to focus on the report that you give them at the end of the consult and you still need to put that in writing and send it off to them or allow them an opportunity to take notes if you're the sort of person who doesn't send off a report. Like however you would normally do it face-to-face is how you're going to do it online. I just don't think it's it's wise to have everything recorded. Mm. I think even from a legal and protect your butt perspective, I just don't know if it's wise to be recording everything word for word because like sometimes things can get misconstrued but also I do find that if you've got an anxious client and oh goodness we have anxious clients right now do you want them sitting there going over it word for word stressing out and when actually what they need to be focusing on is the action steps that you've given them at the end of the consult eat this don't eat this do this meditation check out this recipe book take these supplements and herbs that's what they should be focusing on and so we need to make sure that we don't take their attention away from that no i like i like that's nice and clear when i was saying recording i was meaning for your own records so not giving to them but you still got really good points in there anyway (laughs) which i like Hey, um, okay, so I think that's that main part of technology. Now, I notice when you do your uh, interviews with me that you have uh, your earplugs in and a microphone. So it's just yeah. simple, a good quality string one. It doesn't need to be, a, you know, one of those big fancy podcast microphones or anything like that. No, I do have those. Sorry, I didn't drag it out for you today, my love. <laughs> We're doing this on the fly, so I didn't get out the podcasting equipment. So apologies <laughs> to everyone listening right now. I actually do have a better microphone. I'm just being slack. Um, but, yeah, these are Apple, Apple earbuds straight into a laptop. Um, they're the old, you know, the old-fashioned Apple earbuds that I had tucked away from about four iPhones ago. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a trade secret, though. I will often have someone on, I'll have the client on Zoom on my phone and I will have the laptop on the desk. And this is, this is, this is next level. You know how I said, get the laptop up off, off the desk. That's level one, right? Level two, if you're ready, if you're ready for the next level, all right, you amazing online ninja naturopaths out there. I actually have the laptop on the desk not propped up on the desk and then behind the laptop i have a mini tripod that i bought off ebay for about 10 15 bucks and on that mini tripod i have a phone holder and i put my iphone in the phone holder i plug in my headphones into that uh, phone and then headphones go in my ears and the reason that i do that is because i then have the whole screen just for client notes and then the phone sits up just behind, the, the tripod is geared so that the phone sits just up behind where the laptop camera, you know, would normally be. So just right in the middle of the, of the just above the middle of the laptop screen so that I can type and then look up at the phone. Type and then look up at the phone. And so I, I only do that so that then I get the whole screen to myself and I can still see the whole person behind the screen. Uh, some people would prefer it all to be in one screen because, you know, with Zoom, uh, like you'll be flicking between looking at the person. It will either minimise so they're really little or sometimes when you start taking notes, they disappear altogether. <laughs> and then you have, to, 
you have to scroll back to find the person and look at them and then scroll back to look at your notes. And once you're doing this in real life, you'll know what I mean. It's very hard to describe verbally, but once you're doing this visually, you'll be like, oh, so I start, I, you know, I, I scrolled to the, I, I swiped over to the page on, on my laptop where I need to start taking the client notes, but now I can't see the client. And now the client sounds like they're a bit stressed or crying or something, or they're, they're saying something and I want to look at their face while they say it. So I swipe back, but now I can't take notes. And so, and on Skype, when you start taking notes, the person minimizes, but they're only about two inches across. Right. And about an an inch tall. Oh my God, I'm talking 1960 speak. About four, five centimeters across and about th- two or three centimeters tall. So I, I didn't even notice, I think, in inches. <laughs> hey, um, I did want to, um, on that, I, I, um, I don't want to get into details on tripods and things like that, but I do find those little ones with the bendy, bendy legs. Um, they do oh, have yeah, a they're cool. gimbal, I think they might be called. Um, they're cool. But my, my round light, my circle light that I have, that I put behind my laptop has a little gadget, a clip where I can put my phone into it. So my phone sits in the of my light and then I can have my laptop down below. Oh, that sounds amazing. And so then you, then you've got the whole laptop to yourself. So you don't have to worry about like when you start taking notes, whether the person's minimizing down to a tiny little speck on your screen or whatever, it, it just works for me. But again, you might just have to do a bit of touch and go and work out what works for you. And, you know, postage is really slow at the moment out there. So you might order one of these uh, tripod light things on eBay and then you might still have to just make do on your laptop for a couple of weeks until it arrives. Yeah. Make sure when you order them on eBay that it's not coming from China. Big mistake. Look for something local. Uh, it'll come faster because <laughs> sometimes they're really cheap ones. You go, oh, that's really cheap and you buy it and then it says this is coming from China and you're like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that one. Hey, um, also, we were... Um, going through you mentioned before about australia being a bit of the wild west i know we're a bit jumpy today but that's just uh, no no i think, I think, every, I think everything's a bit jumpy today um yeah so what i the other thing i wanted to go into with you just so i think i've covered all the payment i think i've gone through all the tech stuff that our practitioners have asked about um and things that we wanted to cover but the question we had quite a lot of questions come up after the last webinar on insurance now, hey, for, yes. Yeah, so tell me what you know. Okay. Here's what I know that it's going, you, you need to get in touch with your current insurance provider and ask if they cover online consults. You also need to check with your association and see if your association covers online consults. And then if your association doesn't cover online consults, you need to make a decision and you can then go to the insurance company and say, my association doesn't cover online consults, but does my insurance still cover online consults if my association frowns upon it? So there's a, you know, there's a few steps there that you need to take to make sure that you have the cover that you need. I went through an insurance broker called Eagle Insurance Brokers. They're in Byron Bay. I think they've got a few other offices around Australia as well and just dealt with a broker personally in person. Well, not in person. It's all done by phone. But <laughs> I dealt with them one-on-one. See, you don't have to show up for anything anymore. You just give them a call. And then I found out that their office is actually right around the corner from our, our new dispensary here. But I was like, oh, I've only, ever, I've only ever spoken to them on the phone. But 
you can, you know, call a good insurance broker and make sure that they get to you in writing an assurance that it is all covered. Uh, and if it's not, you might have to switch to one that is. Yeah, I think there are some associations that do and some associations that don't. I would yeah. be absolutely... We're not going to name names today, are we? No, no, no naming names. But I, look, honestly, I would be absolutely, totally surprised if they don't change that after what's happening at the moment. So, you know... Yeah. Well, if there's one good thing that has come out of this, then it is that because I, I, I honestly, I'm very passionate about online consults being an essential part of, of future practice for all naturopaths. Mm. I, look, I agree with you totally um, for a whole lot of reasons, um, but I cover those in the last webinar, so I won't mm -hmm. get through the podcast. Um, Right, okay, so that's good. So that's pretty clear on the insurance side of things. Now, we're talking about naturopaths there, but what about nutritionists? Do you know anything differently? Uh, I have a nutritionist here at the dispensary uh, who does online sometimes. Yeah. yeah it's, it, should all be, it should all be the same. And again, like, you know, you just need to go through your association, your insurance, make sure you're ticking all the boxes that, you've, you know, your butt is covered uh, because, like, that's just how we need to operate if we're being smart about it. But, yeah, it should be exactly the same. Like, like the, the associations that cover nutritionists are pretty much the same, aren't they? They're, I think we go through a lot of the same people. Uh, I'm sure that they would be. At least there would be some central ones anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so that's, that is such great information already. Um, now, are we okay to talk about the tools of the trade? So the tools yeah. of the trade are what we prescribe, obviously. Um, yep. Doing online consultations. Now, you've got a bricks and mortar company, bricks and mortar yes. building. Then obviously people can come past and pick up. Um, and yep. I said before, I love your drive-by where people can just uh, come past and pick up what yep. they need. So that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We now have a drive-through service where they rock up in their car and we run out with a little bag of goodies and pass it through the car window to them. It's amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. Hey, so um, how if you were wanting to send it out otherwise, if they couldn't come into the clinic and pick up, um, how yep. without mentioning names, but how do you get um, the product out to them? We post out Australia wide from here yep. and, but that's because we have a team. So my husband is, is my partner in the dispensary here. He's not a naturopath. He's the operations manager. He runs everything. So one of his jobs is every day he packages up everything and does an Australia, Australia post run at 3 p.m. every day. And he's the king of the bubble wrap department and the repackaging. Like we, we keep, whenever we get dispensary orders, we keep the bubble wrap and we keep, we call them whiffles, you know, those little chip yep. things that, you know, little foamy things. We keep the whiffles. We keep, we keep, you were really hungry. <laughs> well, they're made from corn and I did eat one as a dare once when I was working at a dispensary back in 2006, but we won't talk about that. Um, those, those were crazy heady days. Um, but no, they don't, yeah, they, they don't taste amazing. They taste like some sort of Cheeto from the 1980s without mm. salt. My, my dog ate one recently, though, that had me concerned. Um, but anywho, I digress. So we keep, we keep all the packaging when we get our big orders from supplement companies and we use that to actually send out. And we haven't had to buy any bubble wrap at all, mm. not once. Mm. We, bought, we bought one roll of eco-friendly bubble wrap. It cost us $60 the very first week we opened the dispensary. That was 10 months ago. We still have it. 
we're like, oh my God, why did we spend $60 on eco cardboard bubble wrap? Anywho, so that's what we do. There are obviously, uh, there are, without naming names, some brilliant patient order systems that we could mention for several vitamin supplement herbal nutritional companies. Uh, you can do that. I prefer to actually go through, I, I actually prescribe a mix of different brands in my practice mm -hmm. frequently. So I go through one of those companies that does all of them at the same time. Yeah. Now, up until coronavirus hit, that's a really great way of practicing when you're a solo practitioner, because my question to you is if you're going to hold a dispensary at home, you're going to keep your herbs at home, you're going to keep your supplements at home, you're going to do the packaging, you're going to do the address labels, you're going to do the post office run every day, what's your time worth? In that time, you could have seen another, another client that day. So if you're a busy practitioner working from home just think about how the packaging and the sending and the dealing with the ordering and everything is eating into your day if you have an assistant or a team around you then it becomes part of their daily tasks uh, but you know if you if you're a solo home practitioner and you don't have i at the last house i was at before we moved into where we are now i literally didn't have space for a dispensary mm. and so i you know using an online dispensary was the, really the only option I had. And it was brilliant because, it, you know, that when people wanted to reorder, I didn't have to take their reorder inquiries either. I, didn't, I never had to do a post office run. So I thought that was definitely worth it, even though I was losing a bit of margin, obviously, by mm. going through the online dispensary. My time is worth more to me. So that, that's, the, that's the mindset I come from when I'm thinking about those things. If you, if you want to do it all yourself, you can. Uh, but at the moment... So, you, 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 it's a bit of a mad scramble at the moment because the online dispensary you always use might not have vitamin C, but mm -hmm. someone else might over there. So at the moment, we might just have to patch it all together and make do. Uh, but when things actually get back to a new kind of normal, and I know they will get back to normal, but it will be a different kind of normal for a, a very long time. Mm. We, yeah, we, there will come a time when you need to make a decision about how you're going to do this longer term and, and whether, you know, you have to factor in your time, whether it's worth your time to do it. If you're just starting out and you're only seeing two patients a day, you've definitely got time to pack it up and go to the post office. But if you're only seeing two patients a day, is it worth you holding a big dispensary at home full of supplements? So there's lots of decisions that need to get made there. Uh, like we, we actually make up herbs for a lot of practitioners uh, because they do their supplements through certain online dispensaries, but not their herbs, but they get us to make up their herbs. Mm. They're in another company, a, a large one who we, if we can't name names, well, I won't name them, but there is another large company who will make up herbs in their dispensary and send, send it out as well. And again, if you want to go over all the different companies and name names, go into forums, ask questions of other naturopaths, find out who's online, killing it online and say, what do you do? There's so many options out there. But a re yeah, a really good place to start is just those patient ordering systems. Like they're so easy and people can reorder without you having to lift a finger. Yeah, I like that as well. I think that's a great way to go for all of those. Um, okay, so we've gone through your initial, we've gone through your follow-ups, we've looked at testing, um, we've looked at how you get, you know, how you set yourself up in the clinic itself and the technology and your insurance, how you get the products out to people. What are we missing? 
What am I missing? I meant, what about, um, what about your communications? So tell me about, um, you obviously would have an information pack or welcome pack that goes out. Is there a subsequent? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll talk about oh, crap. Am I supposed to have one of those? <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. All right. So, folks, what you're taking away, practitioners, is you don't have to have one, but I do recommend one. Well, you probably should have one. Um, yeah, do oh. what Angela says. Um, yeah, and, and there are. There's like patients. I'm going to have to cut that motorbike out. So, that was bad. Um, <laughs> yes. So, where am I at? Yes. Okay. So, so, yeah, you should probably... <laughs> You should probably do what Angela says and, and definitely have a welcome pack. Uh, you could definitely have a patient uh, agreement form. There, there are such things as patient agreement forms like where they sign uh, the, like a, it's, you've, you've done this, right? It's like an agreement that they enter into yes. like the therapeutic relationship and what's going to happen and they sign that so that they're very well aware. You can send them. Like it, we do, we don't have a welcome pack, but we definitely have an automatic email that goes out when people book their initial consult that right. says, this, this is how, it's, it's really simple though, because remember, I like keeping things really short and sharp and succinct because I believe the longer the email, the less of it they read. And so if you send them a four-page welcome pack, they're going to still read the first two paragraphs. So you might as well just send them two paragraphs, right? <laughs> so in those two paragraphs, you're going to say, this is how we connect on the day. Open up your Zoom. This is the link. This is how to download Zoom. If you don't already have Zoom, please log on five to 10 minutes early because you will be prompted to download Zoom and that takes five to 10 minutes the first time. This is how we connect. If for some reason Zoom doesn't work, I will phone you. Please stand by. So you, you lay it out for them so they know exactly what to expect so then they feel really comfortable because remember a lot of the people coming to us are suffering from anxiety and if they've got anxiety they're going to be overthinking the whole thing so make sure they know that i will call you uh i will i will be the one who connects you know with you like if it's skype yeah. it, remember like zoom you kind of all go in and connect together but skype someone has to phone the other person right yeah. so it, when i was doing skype it would say I will Skype you because you know the amount of times people will start Skyping you at two minutes before the consult is due to start mm. and I will deliberately ignore that. <laughs> I won't answer it. I'll be like, no, not answering you because I, I want to be in that role of that. I had a business coach once and she called it the benevolent alpha, right? Mm. The benevolent alpha is showing up and being the rock and being the alpha in the relationship, but from a really empathetic and caring place. But I don't want them Skyping me because that breaks that, that, that energy. So I want to be the one who's Skyping them. I want that control. So call me a control freak if you like, but that, that's how I do it. No, because that's cool. And you're putting yourself in a position of uh, the expert and the trusted yeah. advisor as well. So I like that. Um, yeah. your, it sets the tone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and in your uh, agreement that you do, do you do a, ca a cancellation policy? Well, the funny thing about that, Angela, is that if they are paying up front for their appointment when they book, they very, very rarely cancel. Right. But, yeah, 
in that two paragraphs that get sent out to them in that initial email when they book, there is a cancellation policy, blah, blah, blah. It says you need to, you know, you need to cancel. If you're going to cancel, it's got to be 24 hours out. Otherwise, blah, 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 blah. You insert cancellation policy here, whether you're going to take a portion of that or whether they lose the whole lot. I'm also extremely lenient. Let's go back to what I said about, you know, talking about having boundaries, but sometimes actually blurring them a little bit in that, it, you know, I will give people a couple of, you know, it's kind of a two strikes rule. Like if they don't show up for something, they better have a good excuse, but I let them off the first time. It is extremely rare. I reckon I have two, two no shows a year. And it will usually be like, oh, my God, my child fell over off his bike and his tooth got knocked out and his lip was bleeding. This, was, this is the last one I had, actually. This is actually the last one I had. And we were at the doctor and the dentist and the blah, 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 and there was blood everywhere. And I'm so sorry. Would you like me to pay a cancellation fee? And I'm wow. like, no, you don't need to. No, my love, you do not need to pay a cancellation fee. <laughs> Um, and by the way, is your son okay? Are you okay? Do you want some? Do you want some anxiety herbs? Um, but yeah, like if, if if someone is really acting dodgily, then they will get. I, I don't think I've ever charged anyone. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I had one person who no showed once and never came back, and I really wanted to reschedule them, but they never. T- they literally ghosted me, and I've I've still got the money, and that was like two years ago. But I'm like, I hope they didn't die. Like, what happened to them? Like, why? Where, where did they? I left them a bunch of messages, like the whole thing. First appointment as well, initial. But yeah, it's honestly, <laughs> I know. But honestly, it's it's twice a year that happens. Mm. Twice a year because they've paid up front. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, I think that pretty covers everything. Oh, but sorry. No, we didn't quite finish. Is um, emails, do you do a follow-up email? Do you have a series of stuff that you actually do? to yep. because when you're online you, it's it's a different way of building a relationship as opposed to yep. when you're together you you're not sitting in each other's energy fields and so forth so, so it's, it's, it's a different way do you do you need to work harder do you need to have more things in place to make sure that relationship's built nope you okay. should be building that relationship no matter what and i don't do I, I, yes, I, first part of the, your, your question, yes, I do a follow-up email, but that's for in-person or online consults. They all get exactly the same thing. So they, they, they get their, their, here's your prescription, here's your, here's your treatment plan, here are the things we're working on, here's the date for our next appointment, blah, blah, blah. All of that, they get all of that no matter which format we run the consult in. If it's in person, they get the same thing. And so they do, they get an email afterwards. And look, honestly, sometimes it's like eight or nine o'clock at night after the consult or I actually, I let them know if I've got a busy day of back-to-backs, I actually say, you might get this tomorrow morning if things go a bit sideways here today so especially right now with all these people ringing up wanting immune stuff and anxiety stuff and whatever i just say look we are really under the pump compared to normal so please bear with me i will get this email to you i want to give it the time that it deserves i want to give it the attention and love that it deserves it might be tomorrow that you get this email give yourself more time than you think you need and let them know and that way if they get it that night even better Uh, so what I do is then I send them that email and it's exactly what I said before, like, 
here's the treatment plan, here's the tests I'm doing for you, this is how you're going to receive the test. You know, a test kit will arrive to you from the, the company within three to four working days and then you have the blood drawn and blah, blah, blah. So everything's spelled out in that, you know, in that, that little report. Here's your herbs, here's your supplements and here's how you purchase them. Right. So, yeah, and then you just run them through. If you're using an online portal for your purchasing, you know, if someone else is sending out the supplements, you give them a link to where, you know, or you say a link will be sent to you from that company. If you're using the online, uh, you know, like a, your uh, online like through one simple, uh, single company, mm -hmm. so patient ordering system, you just let them know how that works in a couple of sentences so they're very clear on how it's going to happen. If you're sending out the supplements from home, you say, here's your supplements and herbs, here's your invoice. <laughs> and then, and you know, we will send this out as soon as the invoice is paid. We do a postal run at, I actually say, you know, we do a postal run at 3 p.m., uh, so if you want them, get your order in before 2.30 and you'll get it that day. You'll get it sent out that day. So you've just got to let people know what's going to happen step by step, Captain Obvious style, right? Step one, da 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 da, -da. Step two, da 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 da, -da. But please do not write them an essay because I guarantee you they will not read it. Yeah, love it. I love it. I mean, I struggle to read. My, my thought of even going into my emails is gives me anxiety, let alone even opening one to read it. Mm. <laughs> especially right now people have got the attention span of a goldfish right now because they're just not coping they're so overwhelmed so our attention spans are at an all-time low this week right now so you have to make sure that you're clearer and more succinct with people than you've ever been before please do not feel the need to over deliver just because you're doing an online consult that is not the case that is your stuff not theirs they just need things spelled out to them really simply really clearly give them action steps that they can take but not too many and you will still get amazing results nice i like that i do like that um as far as facing the appointments i was surprised when you and i were talking the first time around you do big gaps between your appointments i like mine you know fast and fast and furious like you know at least every two weeks to begin with just to get them into the routine and build build the platform but you do yours more spaced out so i think at the end of the day there's no rule just do what works yep. for you and do what works for your patients and obviously within people's time frames business schedules and so forth now i do have a question yeah. for you jules um mm. how do people find you as in uh -huh. as in your clients how do they find you I've been uh, marketing myself on Facebook uh, very, you know, like night and day basically for <laughs> since about 2013. And I did an online course, uh, an online course called Marie Folio's B School back in 2013. And that's when I launched my website and did all of that. So I've had a website and a blog since then. It's definitely uh, looked nothing like it did now. It was very hack and home homemade. It was patched together. And yeah, it looks a little bit more polished now. Um, but yeah, I just started small and kept going and working my way up building my Facebook page, building my Instagram page. Uh, and then to be honest, when it's running, my podcast is my biggest source of referral traffic. Uh, I always, always ask people how they found me and they often say the podcast or Facebook is the next one. But I do, I do get a lot of word of mouth. 
I really do. I get a lot of people's sisters and a lot of people's best friends. And now I've, I've got one family where I've got the two sisters and the mum are all coming to see me, which is a good sign that I, I, I take that as meaning that I'm doing something right. Uh, and, and it's wonderful when you get that, that human referral traffic, like that, that real word of mouth, old school referral traffic. I love that stuff. But also I, so much is online now and you can connect with people in ways that you could never do before and share information with them that lets them know that you are exactly in the niche that they need. And so when I go online, I'm always, always talking to my ideal client. My ideal client is a woman aged between 35 and 45. She's got a couple of kids and she's suffering from fatigue. Yeah. So I'm always talking to that person online and sharing resources for that person. If I'm on the podcast, the questions I ask are geared towards what does that person want to know? So everything, everything is, is energetically pointing to the same end. Uh, I, what else? I have a mailing list. I have an, I have an opt-in. This is all stuff that i learned back in 2013. I have what they call an opt-in or a lead magnet. So her B, her B school is still running and it's, it's, you know, just keeps going from strength to strength. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So I think that's a good resource for people. Listen, I'm just conscious of time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably most questions that practitioners have been asking me over the years and in recent times of how, how the hell do we do that? Um, and as I said, we'll also have uh, more information webinar-wise on the yeah. website for practitioners if you have an account with us, just to clarify. But before we're doing a sign-off, yep. standing on the shoulders of giants, Jules, you are a ninja giant. <laughs> what, <laughs> Thank you. What advice, what advice would you give to practitioners uh, around setting up or starting in regards to using the online process? Do not get a case of comparison-itis and think that you shouldn't do it because someone else is out there doing it better. Look towards the people who are killing it out there online and start doing what you can, but please, please, please do not compare yourself to them and then feel like you could never do it. Just start small, start where you are, use what you've got and keep your head up and keep smiling and know that everything we do right now is contributing to helping people in this current pandemic situation. Like anything you can do to put yourself out there to help people is contributing to solving this problem. So please do not shy away. Please do not hold back. Please do not wait because people need you right now. Thank you for listening to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast. We hope you found today's discussion helpful in your own professional journey. Sharing our experiences as practitioners is such a great way to develop together. So before you go, why not take a moment to share this episode with someone that you know will value it. And whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify or any of the other platforms, remember to like and review the episode too. We read all of your comments and would love to hear your suggestions for future topics. Head to metagenics.com.au for downloads, links and other business support materials. Standing on the shoulders of giants, supporting you in creating your best practice.